to The Thousand Word Midlife Crisis. I'm David Young. Episode 5, Truth and Consequences. If anything has taken a beating in my over half century on this planet, it's been the truth. And today, I'm going to take the unpopular stance that it totally had it coming. Look, for those of you that are around my age, congratulations for making it this far. Many things are actively trying to kill us, and it's been blind luck we've survived. Actually, there was one fatal peril in our childhood that's been removed, and that's imminent nuclear war. Yes, we could all still be killed by a dirty bomb. Incidentally, that's a pretty cool name. Like, if we went back in time, I'd want my high school nickname to be Dirty Bomb. But speaking of high school... Our social studies teachers convinced us that the Russians were evil and would use their nuclear weapons to destroy our way of life. They, of course, omitted the facts that America had twice as many nuclear weapons and that we were in a club of one in terms of using atomic bombs in anger. But remember, the Russians were evil, hated our way of life, so we needed twice as many. And with the specter of warm, evaporative death looming over me, I sometimes found it hard to sleep at night. My fate was to be a 12-year-old boy with a 60-year-old man's anxieties. So I was sure we were on borrowed time while everyone else was playing video games or watching Welcome Back, Cotter. So at 12, did I really need to know? As a parent, I've had to ask the same question about my own kids. It's a dangerous world, and we only know two things. We're all going to die, and it will be before Betty White. But should you reveal this to your children? Do you really tell your kid going up on their first plane ride, hey, the odds are in our favor, but we'll be in a pressurized tube seven miles up, built and flown by people I can't vouch for. See you on the other side. That's too much for a kid to take in. That's too much for me to take in. So when we hit turbulence, rather than say what I'm thinking, we're gonna die in a twisted heap of molten steel. I instead smile and say, it's okay. So we lie to them because it's in their best interest. But aren't we also telling our kids to always tell the truth? Is it any wonder we live in such a screwed up society where truth and lies seem to be equally viable options? Okay, so the moral here is to lie to your children. Wait, that can't be right. At least it wasn't right in Italy. Okay. Settle in for story time. We were driving a rental car around Italy, and it needed gas. So we stopped at an unmanned station next to a highway. Simple, right? To put this in context, I neither read nor spoke the language. I had foreign currency that made no sense to me. And I was going to pump gas in metric increments into a car that I barely knew how to start. So after staring at the pump for five minutes, I smiled back at the kids and said, It's okay. Hey, it's worked before. After finally figuring it out, I filled up the tank and went to replace the gas cap when I noticed something that I swear wasn't there before. On the cap, in large yellow letters, was D-I-E-S-E-L. Okay, that would have been some good information to have before pumping 300 liters of unleaded gasoline into the car. Side note. I have no feel whatsoever for the metric system. I facepalmed and returned to the car. What's wrong? My wife asked. I just filled a diesel car with gasoline. 
At this point, both our children screamed and bolted from the car. I quizzically watched my son run through the station towards a cinder block wall, and my daughter run down the road in a straight line away from the car. What the hell was that about, I asked. It was my wife's turn to facepalm. She then explained that our son had noticed diesel was cheaper than gasoline, and pointed out we should use that. Not knowing the car was in fact diesel, my wife explained that you just can't put whatever fuel you wanted into a car. What would happen if you did, he asked. The car would blow up, she answered that way parents do when they don't quite know the right answer, but decide screwing with their kids would be a good way to pass the time. Kids, come back, we're not going to blow up, I yelled. Both stopped where they were, but neither returned. If I had ever been under any illusion I was in charge in this family, I was disabused of this notion in an unmanned gas station in Italy. But mom said we would, my son said. I looked at my wife. Her return look said, fine. I promise we won't blow up, she yelled at them. The two reluctantly returned. My son from the base of an eight-foot wall he'd never summit, and my daughter from a distance she had calculated was one rental car blast radius away. After buckling up, my children imploringly looked at me. While we had gotten away with it on the plane and in hundreds, if not thousands, of previous moments, we'd been caught in our, i.e. my wife's, little white lie by two people who depended on us giving them a straight story. I turned the key numerous times until the car sputtered to a start. What are we going to do? My son asked. I gave it some thought. Losing a day and paying untold euros changing out cars was not in our best interest. I could lie to my son again, but he had earned the truth. Well, we'll try to drive it around and use up all the bad gas while diluting it with more diesel as often as we can. Then we'll return it without looking back. I snuck a peek at my daughter, who was so traumatized she wouldn't speak again until lunch the next day. But shouldn't we tell them the truth? My son asked. No. My wife and I both snapped. We'll just let the rental car people's parents tell them the truth. We left the station to sputter up and down the Tuscan hills for the next five days with me, my wife, my kids, and the truth, all buckled in for the ride. So until next time, stay safe, be kind, and remember that writing is like homework without the feeling of accomplishment. Yours in crisis, Dave. This is a thousand-word midlife crisis, written and narrated by David Young. Special thanks to graphic designer Sabrina Young for the logo and musician Daniel Vesey for the music. This has been a Carson Clay production.